Canto first to the bridal of Triamain. This is part one of the bridal of Triamain by Sir Walter Scott. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. The bridal of Triamain by Sir Walter Scott, part one, canto first where is the maiden of mortal strain that may match with the baron of triermain she must be lovely and constant and kind holy and pure and humble of mind blithe of cheer and gentle of mood courteous and generous and noble of blood lovely as the sun's first ray when it breaks the clouds of an april day constant and true as the widowed dove kind as a minstrel that sings of love pure as the fountain in rocky cave where never sunbeam kissed the wave humble as maiden that loves in vain holy as hermit's vesper strain gentle as breeze that but whispers and dies yet blithe as the light leaves that dance in its sighs courteous as monarch the morn is crowned generous as spring dews that bless the glad ground noble her blood as the currents that meet in the veins of the noblest planter genete such must her form be her mood and her strain that shall match with sir roland of trier main sir roland de vaux he hath laid him to sleep his blood it was fevered his breathing was deep he had been pricking against the scot the foray was long and the skirmish hot his dinted helm and his buckler's plight bore token of a stubborn fight all in the castle must hold them still harpers must lull him to his rest with the slow soft tunes he loves the best till sleep sink down upon his breast like the dew on a summer hill it was the dawn of an autumn day the sun was struggling with frost fog grey that like a silvery crape was spread round skidore's dim and distant head and faintly gleamed each painted pane of the lordly halls of trier main when that baron bold awoke starting he woke and loudly did call rousing his menials in bower and hall while hastily he spoke hearken my minstrels which of ye all touched his harp with that dying fall so sweet so soft so faint it seemed an angel's whispered call to an expiring saint and hearken my merry men what time or where did she pass that maid with her heavenly brow with her look so sweet and her eyes so fair and her graceful step and her angel air and the eagle plume in her dark brown hair that passed from my bower even now answered him richard de britville he was chief of the baron's minstrelsy silent noble chieftain we have sat since midnight close when such lulling sounds as the brooklet sings murmured 
from our melting strings and hushed you to repose had a harp note sounded here it had caught my watchful ear although it fell as faint and shy as bashful maiden's half-formed sigh when she thinks her lover near answered philip a fast weight tall he kept guard in the outer hall since at eve our watch took post not a foot has thy portal crossed else had i heard the steps though low and light they fell as when earth receives in morn of frost the withered leaves that drop when no winds blow then come thou hither henry my page whom i saved from the sack of hermitage when that dark castle tower and spire rose to the skies a pile of fire and reddened all the night-stained hill and the shrieks of death that wildly broke through devouring flame and smothering smoke made the warrior's heart-blood chill the trustiest thou of all my train my fleetest courser thou must reign and ride to luolf's tower and from the baron of triomaine greet well that sage of power he is sprung from druid sires and british bards that tuned their lyres to arthur's and pendragon's praise and his who sleeps at dunmail rays gifted like his gifted race he the characters can trace graven deep in elder time upon helvellyn's cliffs sublime sign and sigil well doth he know and can bode of weal and woe of kingdoms fall and fate of wars from mystic dreams and course of stars he shall tell if middle earth to that enchanting shape gave birth or if twas but an airy thing such as fantastic slumbers bring framed from the rainbow's varying dyes or fading tints of western skies for by the blessed rood i swear if that fair form breathe vital air no other maiden by my side shall ever rest devoe's bride a faithful page he mounts his steed and soon he crossed green earthing's mead dashed o'er kirk oswald's verdant plain and eden barred his course in vain he passed red penrith's table round for feats of chivalry renowned left mayberg's mound and stones of power by druids raised in magic hour and traced the ilmont's winding way till Alfo's lake beneath him lay onward he rode the pathway still winding betwixt the lake and hill till on the fragment of a rock struck from its base by lightning shock he saw the hoary sage the silver moss and lichen twined with fern and deer hair cheeked and lined a cushion fit for age and over him shook the aspen tree a restless rustling canopy then sprung young henry from his cell and greeted lyulf grave and then his master's tale did tell and then for counsel crave the man of years mused long and deep of time's lost treasures 
taking keep and then as rousing from a sleep his solemn answer gave that maid is born of middle earth and may of man be one though there have glided since her birth five hundred years and one but where's the knight in all the north that dare the adventure follow forth so perilous to knightly worth in the valley of st john listen youth to what i tell and bind it on thy memory well nor muse that i commence the rhyme far distant mid the wrecks of time the mystic tale by bard and sage is handed down from merlin's age king arthur has ridden from merry carlisle when pentecost was over he journeyed like errant knight the while and sweetly the summer sun did smile on mountain moss and moor above his solitary track rose glara mara's ridgy back amid whose yawning gulfs the sun cast umbered radiance red and dun though never sunbeam could discern the surface of that sable tarn and whose black mirror you may spy the stars while noontide lights the sky the gallant king he skirted still the margin of that mighty hill rock upon rocks incumbent hung and torrents down the gullies flung joined the rude river that brawled on recoiling now from crag and stone now diving deep from human ken and raving down its darksome glen the monarch judged this desert wild with such romantic ruin piled was theatre by nature's hand for feet of high achievement planned oh rather he chose that monarch bold on venturous quest to ride in plate and mail by wood and wold then with ermine trapped and cloth of gold in princely bower to bide the bursting crash of a foeman's spear as it shivered against his mail was merrier music to his ear than courtiers whispered tale and the clash of caliburn more dear when on the hostile casket rung than all the lays to their monarch's praise that the harpers of regged sung he loved better to rest by wood or river than the bower of his bride dame guinevere for he left that lady so lovely of cheer to follow adventures of danger and fear and the frank-hearted monarch full little did wot that she smiled in his absence on brave lancelot he rode till over down and dell the shade more broad and deeper fell and though around the mountain's head flowed streams of purple and gold and red dark at the base unblessed by beam frowned the black rocks and roared the stream with toil the king his way pursued by lonely throckeld's waste and wood till on his course obliquely shone the narrow valley of st john down sloping to the western sky where lingering sunbeams love to lie right glad to feel those beams again the king drew up his charger's rein with gauntlet raised he screened his sight as dazzled with the level light 
and from beneath his glove of mail scanned at his ease the lovely vale while gainst the sun his armour bright gleamed ruddy like the beacon's light paled in by many a lofty hill the narrow dale lay smooth and still and down its verdant bosom led a winding brooklet found its bed but midmost of the vale a mound arose with airy turrets crowned buttress and rampires circling bound and mighty keep and tower seemed some primeval giant's hand the castle's massive walls had planned a ponderous bulwark to withstand ambitious nimrod's power above the moated entrance slung the balanced drawbridge trembling hung as jealous of a foe wicket of oak as iron hard with iron studded clenched and barred and pronged portcullis joined to guard the gloomy pass below but the grey walls no banners crowned upon the watch-towers airy round no warder stood his horn to sound no guard beside the bridge was found and where the gothic gateway frowned glanced neither bill nor bow beneath the castle's gloomy pride it ample round did arthur ride three times nor living thing he spied nor heard a living sound save that awakening from her dream the owlet now began to scream in concert with the rushing stream that washed the battled mound he lighted from his goodly steed and he left him to graze on bank and mead and slowly he climbed the narrow way that reached the entrance grim and grey and he stood the outward arch below and his bugle horn prepared to blow in summons blithe and bold deeming to rouse from iron sleep the guardian of this dismal keep which well he guessed the hold of wizard stern or goblin grim or pagan of gigantic limb the tyrant of the wold the ivory bugle's golden tip twice touched the monarch's manly lip and twice his hand withdrew think not but arthur's heart was good his shield was crossed by the blessed rood had a pagan host before him stood he had charged them through and through yet the silence of that ancient place sunk on his heart and he paused a space ere yet his horn he blew but instant as its larum rung the castle gate was open flung portcullis rose with crashing groan full harshly up its groove of stone the balance beams obeyed the blast and down the trembling drawbridge cast the vaulted arch before him lay with nought to bar the gloomy way and onward arthur paced with hand on caliburn's resistless brand a hundred torches flashing bright dispelled at once the gloomy night that lowered along the walls and showed the king's astonished sight the inmates of the halls nor wizard stern nor goblin grim nor giant huge of form and limb nor heathen knight was there but the cressets which odours flung aloft showed by their yellow light and soft a band of damsels fair 
onward they came like summer wave that dances to the shore an hundred voices welcome gave and welcome o'er and o'er an hundred lovely hands assail the bucklers of the monarch's mail and busy laboured to unhasp rivet of steel and iron clasp one wrapped him in a mantle fair and one flung odours on his hair his short curled ringlets one smoothed down unwreathed them with a myrtle crown a bride upon her wedding day was tended never by troop so gay loud laughed they all the king in vain with questions tasked the giddy train let him entreat or crave or call twas one reply loud laughed they all then over him mimic chains they fling framed of the fairest flowers of spring while some their gentle force unite onward to drag the wandering knight some bolder urge his pace with blows dealt with the lily or the rose behind him were in triumph borne the warlike arms he late had worn four of the train combined to rear the terrors of tintadgil's spear two laughing at their lack of strength dragged caliburn in cumbrous length one while she aped a martial stride placed on her brows the helmet's pride then screamed twixt laughter and surprise to feel its depth overwhelm her eyes with revel shout and triumph song thus gaily marched the giddy throng through many a gallery and hall they led i ween their royal thrall at length beneath a fair arcade their march and song at once they stayed the eldest maiden of the band the lovely maid was scarce eighteen raised with imposing air her hand and reverent silence did command on entrance of their queen and they were mute but as a glance they steal on arthur's countenance bewildered with surprise their smothered mirth again gan speak in archly dimpled chin and cheek and laughter lighted eyes the attributes of those high days now only live in minstrel lays for nature now exhausted still was then profuse of good and ill strength was gigantic valour high and wisdom soared beyond the sky and beauty had such matchless beam as lights not now a lover's dream yet even in that romantic age never were such charms by mortal seen as arthur's dazzled eyes engage when forth on that enchanted stage with glittering train of maid and page advanced the castle's queen while up the hall she slowly passed her dark eye on the king she cast that flashed expression strong the longer dwelt that lingering look her cheek the livelier colour took and scarce the shame-faced king could brook the gaze that lasted long a sage who had that look espied where kindling passion strove with pride had whispered prince beware from the chafed tiger rend the prey rush on the lion when at bay bar the fell dragon's blighted way but shun that lovely snare at once that inward strife suppressed 
the dame approached her warlike guest with greeting in that fair degree where female pride and courtesy are blended with such passing art as awes at once and charms the heart a courtly welcome first she gave then of his goodness gan to crave construction fair and true of her light maiden's idle mirth who drew from lonely glens their birth nor knew to pay to stranger worth and dignity their due and then she prayed that he would rest that night her castle's honoured guest the monarch meetly thanks expressed the banquet rose at her behest with lay and tale and laugh and jest apace the evening flew the lady sate the monarch by now in her turn abashed and shy and with indifference seemed to hear the toys he whispered in her ear her bearing modest was and fair yet shadows of constraint were there that showed an over-cautious care some inward thought to hide oft did she pause in full reply and oft cast down her large dark eye oft checked the soft voluptuous sigh that heaved her bosom's pride slight symptoms these but shepherds know how hot the midday sun shall glow from the mist of morning sky and so the wily monarch guessed that this assumed restraint expressed more ardent passions in the breast than ventured to the eye closer he pressed while beakers rang while maidens laughed and minstrels sang still closer to her ear but why pursue the common tale or wherefore show how knights prevail where ladies dare to hear or wherefore trace from what slight cause its source one tyrant passion draws till mastering all within where lives the man that has not tried how mirth can into folly glide and folly into sin end of part one Recorded by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com